Welcome to the Magic Mindset Podcast, the podcast for anyone aiming to live in and embody your highest self and explore your full potential. Let's uncover the bullshit so we can discover the absolute magic of being you. Hello, and welcome back to the Magic Mindset Podcast. Today, we are going to dive in right where we left off last week, talking about fitness and movement and why exercise can be one of the most amazing things that you can do for yourself, for your loved ones, and for your growth. I don't want to spend more than like 20 minutes today because I respect your time and I like to keep these episodes short, quick, digestible. You can listen to this on the treadmill while you warm up for your workout, (laughs) right? That's the goal. So I want to touch briefly on something that we have already spoke about last week and that is once again reminding you that you need to know your why. When it comes to fitness and when it comes to creating a habit of it, which is one of the most question, most frequently asked questions I get, and that is, how do I make this a habit, right? I've, I've, I exercise and then I stop. I exercise and then I stop. Or I can never seem to like dial it up a notch. I feel like I'm just coasting. Well, the reason is you don't know your why. You may think you know your why, and that is you want to look better in a swimsuit, you want a tighter ass, you want to smaller waist, you want to wear jeans that you wore 20 years ago, whatever, (laughs) insert your bullshit here. And look, it's valid. I will always say that wanting to change your physical body is always valid. You are the person driving that car. (laughs) So if you know that you need new tires or you like to buff some things out, that's totally fine. That is totally valid. But that cannot be your only why. Because if that's where you're starting and ending with your fitness, you're going to get burnout really, really quick. So what I want you to do, and this applies if you have been struggling with fitness routine forever, or even if you have a routine that you feel pretty good in, it's still really important to come back to these questions because they're going to remind you once again of how you want to treat yourself, which is the first question. How do you want to treat yourself? When you are thinking about how you want to show up for yourself when it comes to fitness and exercise and movement, how do you want to treat yourself? I guarantee you that you are not going to hear an answer of, well, I want to be doing an hour of cardio six days a week to earn my calories. No, you're absolutely never going to hear that. You're not going to hear, well, I need to run three extra miles every single day because, you know, I want to burn off everything I eat for dessert. No, you're never going to hear that. You're going to hear, well, I want to treat myself well, right? I want to challenge my body. I want to make sure that my body is moving at its best. It's performing at its best, however that looks for you in whatever season of life you are in. And then you're going to ask yourself, okay, well, what do I need to achieve that? Again, you're not going to hear a ton of cardio. You're going to know intuitively and probably logically that strength training is something that you need. And if you don't, if you're one of the women who is still very much stuck in the like, I want to tone up, I just want to be as small as possible. And so strength training is going to make me like huge and gigantic. That's your bullshit. And you need to look at that. And we don't have time to have that conversation. But please, if that's you, get a hold of me because you and I need to have that conversation very, very quickly. (laughs) Very, very quickly. When it comes to knowing your why, you have to know how you want to treat yourself. And I hope that treating yourself kindly is very much in alignment with what you hear back. And then you also need to ask yourself, how do I want to feel? How do I want to feel in my body? And what can I do that will help me feel that way, right? What does that look like? And when you ask yourself those questions, you're going to start to get a better idea of how fitness can fit realistically into your life because, you know, some of us 
I'm, I have a lot of privilege here, right? I, I own two gyms and I have a full gym in my garage and I have cardio equipment in my basement. And so I know I'm very, very lucky. So working out for me, yes, it's a habit. Yes, it's ingrained, but it's also very available to me. And so working out five to six days a week is easy. That's not the case for everybody. And so I need you to be realistic around what you can do in your life right now in this season. If you are just starting off, my suggestion is always no more than three days a week to start off with, right? No more. And here's the thing. And people don't believe me, but I swear to you, I swear to you, this is true. I've been in the gym for a very long time now. The people who are most successful, the people who maintain their routine the easiest, the people, therefore, who maintain their results the easiest, they come three days a week, some of them four. Three tends to be the magic number because you can get so much done in three days a week. If you're doing three full body workouts a week, you, my friend, are on a perfect little path to reach your goals and keep your goals for a very long time. And the reason why that number three works so well is because it works so well, right? It's because all of us have at least some time three days a week to develop to our health and fitness. And so when I say I want you to think about what you can do and what you will do, I want you to do that with both grace and I want you to do it with honesty as well because it's really easy to get caught up in the story that we are so busy. And here's the thing, we are so busy, right? We are, we're working, we have kids, we have families, we have side hustles, all these things going on in our lives. And so it's easy to make excuses that we just don't have the time. What I challenge you to do and what I encourage you to do is be realistic. Where can you make some time? For most people, I think this is a fortunately thing, but it feels like an unfortunately at first, that means early morning, right? Morning is an amazing time to build around your fitness routine because not a lot gets in the way in the morning. Your boss can't call you. (laughs) Your kids don't have soccer practice at 5 a.m. You can get it done. You can put yourself first at that time. But it requires some changes to your nighttime routine, which can build a lot of resistance. But again, In my experience and what I see professionally, the people who commit to going in the morning, again, they're the successful ones. They're the successful ones for that reason. Not to say the other folks aren't successful. That's not true. There's a ton of people who come to the gym at lunchtime, any hours in the day, and after work who make it work, right? There is a ton of people who do that. That is absolutely an option. I'm saying in the morning is probably the most, right? If we were to take everybody who's been consistent for over five years and put them in a bucket, a lot of those people are early morning warriors. And that's just because nothing comes up in the morning. And so when you're looking at your schedule and you're feeling a little overwhelmed, like, I just don't have the time. I can't do this. Ask yourself, honestly, could I give myself three days a week for 30 minutes to wake up a little earlier and get to the gym? Most often, the answer is going to be yes. What I am trying to get at is you will have to make adjustments, right? You will have to make accommodations and you will have to make sacrifices if you are starting out. But you have to understand the trade-off in that. What are you gaining? What do you stand to gain when you start really focusing on and prioritizing your health and wellness and taking really amazing care of your body? You stand to gain everything, 
right? You stand to gain so much, a whole different life, a whole different vision of yourself, more confidence, more energy, more everything. And what do you stand to lose? Well, you lose watching Netflix late at night. You lose drinking White Claws. You lose scrolling on your phone. Those things are not sacrifices at all. And so what I'm asking you to do, and I'm sorry to put it so bluntly, but it's just the truth. What I'm asking you to do is to fight for your priorities, right? To fight for what's important for you, to fight for your potential, to fight for your health, which will require you moving away from some things and moving some things in your schedule around. But I am sure that everybody has, you know, 20 to 30 minutes two to three days a week, because yes, it can be as little as two. All we're trying to do is grease the groove, build that habit to commit to this. And so it's really important. You ask yourself, what can I do and what will I do? And I keep really hitting on the three days a week because I don't want to see people burn out. I see that a lot. I see people excited to get ready and they're like, okay, I'm doing it this time. This is the people coming back. I'm, I'm doing it this time. I'm not going to fuck up again. I'm not going to fail again. I'm going to keep coming. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to hit it hard five, six days a week. And they do. And then they usually burn out after a couple months. It's just too much unless you truly have that time. Obviously, if you have the time, take it, right? Do what you, do what you can do. I love that for you. But be honest with yourself. If In the past, you have aimed for five days a week and then you usually end up only getting two or three. What happens? You feel like a failure and that does not build your motivation. It does not build your self-advocacy. It makes you feel like you're missing the ball when in reality, you've done great. You've made it two, three days a week. That's amazing, right? It's better than zero days a week. And so aim, hold yourself to a high standard. Yes, absolutely But make sure it's a standard that you are going to reach, especially in the beginning, because you have to build that sense of discipline, which is going to inspire your motivation, which will make it so much easier to keep coming. Once you have that established, what do you do? This is probably the second most question I get. It's really tied with like, okay, how do I make fitness a habit? And so we covered that. You find your real why. You call your bullshit. You find your real why. And then you sit down with a calendar and you ask yourself honestly and kind of aggressively, what will I do? And you schedule in your workouts. Write those things down. 5 a.m. Yes, it doesn't matter that you don't have any other appointments on. Write them down so you can make it happen and track them. It's very, very important and it'll help you very, very much. And then from there, well, what do I do? Most women get caught in the trap of cardio, 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 cardio for two reasons, because it's safe, right? We don't have to think. We don't have to be intimidated. We know what to do. You walk into the gym and you hop your pretty little ass on a spin bike or an elliptical or whatever, and and that's it. You don't have to think about it. Or a lot of us have that type of cardio equipment at home, you know, especially now with like the Peloton craze, the bike that goes nowhere. Like it's really easy. Cardio is absolutely important. It is an important part of any fitness routine. However, it cannot be the only part. Strength training is going to give you the look you are after. And I can say that confidently, having absolutely no idea who I'm talking to. Because <laughs> it doesn't matter what your goals are. Whether that be weight loss, whether that be toning up, whether that be looking better naked, whether that be feeling better, whether that be being able to pick up your grandkids with more ease. All of those things are going to fit in the strength training bucket. Which comes back to, okay, well, how many? Three days a week, a full body workout, you will have every single one of your bases covered if you are sticking to that model. That's 
what I do and it's what I've done for years and it served me really, really well. And then, yeah, I throw in like a play day here and there. It doesn't need to be complicated. It doesn't need to be, you know, horrible where you have to like think about this long fitness routine. I am a big fan of gyms and trainers for that reason because, you know, people, when they come to my gym, all they have to do is walk in the door if they're a training member and the workout's ready for them. That's why I do it because I don't have to think, right? Somebody smarter than me is doing that programming. I encourage everybody I work with to get a trainer or to sign up for some sort of group fitness situation for that reason because the less you have to think, the better it's going to be and the more likely you are going to be to do it. It is kind of frustrating to be in this industry because everybody who's ever worked out and lost a little weight feels like they can be a trainer, which is a beautiful thing, but it's unfortunate because it means there's a lot of bullshit out there. When I am working with somebody who isn't local and so I don't have the ability to actually, you know, oversee their training in my facility, I ask a lot of questions around their trainer and basically I want them to work with the trainer who is giving them the most boring workout. (laughs) which isn't what people want to hear. Why is that? Well, because boring works, right? A well-educated trainer is going to be structuring your workout progressively, and he's going to be overloading you progressively, he or she, I'm sorry. They are not going to be throwing at a whole ton of very, you know, complicated compound movements. Yes, there'll be some, absolutely. But the base of your program is going to look very similar week after week after week because you're going to be doing the same movements week after week after week. You know, our movement patterns as human are very basic. We hinge at the hips, we bend at the knees, we push, right? We we do pushing movements and we do pulling movements and then we have power movements. And so all movement and carrying movements, movements are based around those type of things, which means you if you are working with an experienced trainer, are going to be doing a lot of squats, deadlifts, push-ups, tons of rows. You should always be pulling twice as much as you push because life happens in front of us. We are, as I'm recording this, I'm sitting with my hands in front of me. My hands are on the keyboard in front of me. I'm driving my car. Your hands are in front of you. You're holding your children. Your hands are in front of you. Everything is in front of you, which is why we see people becoming hunchbacks as they age. You need to counteract that, especially women. We got boobs pulling us down, right? And so push, I'm sorry, pull twice as much as you push. You want a strong back. It's very, very important. And a a well-educated trainer knows that, which means you're going to be doing a ton of movements that are in the same variation, which on paper can look very boring, but I'm telling you it is the most beneficial thing you can do for your body. And so back to like the strength training programming. I don't want to get too far into that because, again, we're individual and I just, I can't provide that type of information in this platform. This is something that needs to happen in like a one-on-one session. But all that to say, you know, if you're going into a fitness type class and you're just doing a ton of like bullshit movements that might be entertaining you, but it's not training you, right? It is, it is not training you. Your strength training should be built the bulk around very, very similar basic foundational movements that you are doing over and over again because that gives you the opportunity to get stronger and that's the goal for everybody. We want you getting stronger and feeling better in your body. Another question I get all the time is, well, what if I can only work out at home? And again, this is loaded and I don't want to have that conversation 
in this type of forum because it's so individualized and it matters on what you have available to you. Somebody who has a setup like I have in my garage with a barbell and a cable machine and dumbbells and kettlebells, well, you can do a lot, right? You can do a ton. If you only have a couple dumbbells or a couple kettlebells, you're going to be more limited. I'm absolutely not saying that you don't, that it's not possible to do at home. It absolutely is. There's just a lot more resistance there, right? There's a lot more resistance because when you're at home, your brain isn't thinking, oh, it's time to work out. Your brain is thinking it's time to cook. It's time to clean. It's time to relax. It's time to read a book. It's time to whatever. When you go to the gym, your brain only knows one thing. You go to the gym for one reason. There's not resistance there. And so it becomes really important to schedule your workouts if you're at home. Even more important if you're leaving the house. And I know that sounds counterintuitive, but it's because when you're at home, there's so much more resistance there. And it becomes even more important that you have a solid plan, right? That you have a structured plan that you are following because if you're just going to be wandering around your basement or your garage looking at the same dumbbells three days a week or four days a week, you're going to get so fucking bored so fucking quick. And I I will, that's another hill I will build a house on and just live forever. Boring is good when it comes to working out. Boring means it's going to work, but you're only going to be bored if you are not working. It's really easy to get bored in a fitness program when you only have a limited amount of weights to work with, right? A squat is going to be boring when you only have one 20-pound dumbbell. But if you have a set of dumbbells that goes up to 100 pounds, well, it's going to be a very long time before you start getting bored because a 100-pound dumbbell goblet squat, well, that's pretty fucking hard. It's not boring at all. And so what I'm trying to say is, is you need even more discipline if you are doing it at home and you need even more of a structured program. Not saying that that program needs to be just filled with bullshit exercises. You can have four exercises and that can be your entire workout. Literally four exercises, you know, done with the appropriate amount of sets and wets and sets and wets, sets and reps and the appropriate amount of weight, you can get a great workout. It is just very, very important that you follow a structured program. And then the other question I get, and I I don't mean to gloss that over, but I kind of have to because it really is just so situationally dependent and I don't want to give blanket advice. If you want to schedule a call and talk about this specifically, we absolutely can. We absolutely can. It is possible. It just requires you to have good programming. But on to the next little point that I get, and that is, well, how much cardio should I do? I understand that cardio is easy. Cardio can be fun, and that's what it should be, right? It should be something that you throw in for fun. It should be something that you throw in as a way to move your body, as a way to clear your energy, as a way to meditate, because I think it can be an amazing moving meditation if you allow it to be. Cardio can be all of those things, It but it just can't be the main meat, of your workout, right? It, it is thrown in as a accompaniment. It is thrown in as a dessert or like a condiment to your workout. Have it there in your back pocket. Do it when you want to do it. Do it once a week, right? Do it enough to get the health benefits of it. Steady state cardio kind of got bastardized. And I certainly thought, you know, like, oh, well, it's just too much. We shouldn't be doing it for a period of time. I understand now, like, everything swings back. It is absolutely an important part of any fitness routine. But you don't need to have more than like a day or two of it, right? If you're doing HIIT training, true HIIT training, cardio training, you only need like 10 minutes a week, 
right? That can be done out in between two to three workouts, just hopping on an airdyne for five minutes after a workout or just for your workout. If you're doing true intervals, you don't need that much time at all. If you're doing steady state, yeah, half an hour to an hour of steady, steady state once, maybe twice a week is great. Any more than that, you absolutely do not need. At the end of the day, let cardio be something you do because you like it, not something that you do because you feel like you need to do it as a means to earn food, burn food, or change your body. I'm going to tie this episode up here because God knows we could talk about so much more, but it's just going to keep getting more and more individualized. And so if you want to have a conversation one-on-one about any of this stuff, please reach out. I would love to help you. If you're local, definitely come see me or, you know, take a road trip. We'll work out together. We'll swing some kettlebells and throw some barbells and it'll just be delicious and fun. (laughs) But I really hope you got something of value here. And really, I hope you just are feeling inspired to use exercise as it should be, which is as an amazing way to honor your body because your body deserves it, right? Your body is perfect and beautiful and wonderful just as it is right now. Exercising is not to change it. Exercising is to celebrate it. And that's what I hope the takeaway is. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I'd be honored if you would take a minute to rate and review it, share it with your friends, comment on social media, all that good stuff. It it really makes my day. So I don't know what we're talking about next week yet, but whatever it is, I'm sure it'll be a great conversation and I can't wait to see you back.